Hello, everyone. My name is Andrew Bercuda. And I'm Angelo Longo. And welcome to Goliath Cybersecurity's Cyber Insanity. Insanity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are going to try to help ourselves here. And I know Gabriella is under the weather, but shout out to her when she hears this podcast. Hope she feels better. She's our producer and, and official cat herder to make sure that everything runs right in the background. So Gabriella is taking no uh, no uh, ownership of how we do this podcast, which means, Angelo, it's just us. us. By, we can it's do it just song. us. We Grab your guitar and let's do this all by song. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Rest assured, everyone, we will not torture with with singing or playing of, of said instrument. But um, I did have something that just kind of popped up, um, and it reminded me of something when I was growing up. So um, growing up, and I'm sure there's there's a lot of people that are listening that have this, and I'm sure you've, you've had something that you've you've used successfully, maybe not successfully, but growing up, we were told... When the street lights go on, you have to come into the house. Seems reasonable, kind of. And when you're in the middle of um, really good snow and you're sledding or 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 hitting the slopes or something, you just want that extra run. Or I played street hockey. We were in the middle of a game, and it was really going well, and had no desire to come in at the appointed time of course the wrath of mom comes into play you come home why weren't you in why didn't you come in when the street lights went on you're late <laughs> late for dinner you're late for your own funeral yep. what's happening <laughs> so um the excuses abound right um it's sudden death in hockey i can't leave my team you know it's dire um I didn't know. I didn't see the streetlights because wherever the hill was, uh, the snow did. It was just light with all the snow, and I couldn't really tell when the streetlights went on. Or, or hey, uh, you didn't get me a watch. It's your fault, right? <laughs> <laughs> any of those excuses that you've used, or any good ones that you can think of? I would think that uh, I got lost on my way home from my friend's house that was next door. I tried. That didn't work. <laughs> Oh, you know, that, when you when you start looking at those excuses, you're, you're scrambling for words at the last second. <laughs> I, and I guess this is where I think today's podcast leads us. Right. Um, but I didn't know. I didn't know. Or there's there's certain excuses that I I have heard from from. Uh, years of, of experience and things that I've heard or seen in my lifetime that have been um, have been used by executives, by CISOs, by CEOs, by board members. Um, and it got me thinking with compliance and everything, do these still work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I made my list for you. <laughs> Hey, let me ask you a question. If you're driving, you're in Canada and it says 88 kilometers an hour, what, what speed do you think you can go? To me, 80 miles in, an hour. 
Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, it, <laughs> that whole thing about ignorance. <laughs> well, and that brings up an interesting analogy because maybe in years past when we had the analog speedometers and they only had those big numbers in miles per hour. Today's day and age, the automobiles are pretty smart. You push a button, it converts it from miles to kilometers or kilometers to miles. Yep. You can probably talk to it. Tell to do it. And I would say the officer would not be that lenient uh, to probably even more um, rigid in their in in their judgment to you and with a with a ticket and justifiably so your ignorance does not does not you know get you off so <clears throat> with with all of these these types of of um you know overwhelming things that are happening this day right you have weak and stolen credentials you know they, mm -hmm. they compromise your passwords and common cause of data breaches today um, or, you know, and, and you, and you hear people that, that say, oh, you know, but, uh, it's hard for me to remember, right? It's, it, you know, I, I'll, I'll never remember the, uh, the big long honking, that's an official technical term, a honking official size password. It's official, right? Or, or let's look at application vulnerabilities. At some point, somebody has to patch something, <laughs> but I didn't have well. time. Right. Yeah. I didn't have time. Um, and then you look at things like malicious insiders, right? Those people, they're intentional in their thing. And that that really doesn't come to an excuse. Um, it's the ones that are not malicious that I find come up with an excuse. I didn't read the policy. I didn't read read something. So something like where in they, you know, they weren't educated on it. They didn't have, you know, they you know, they didn't know where the policies were. Yeah, those are all things to, to take into account. But it doesn't hold it, it doesn't hold water anymore. It really doesn't because policies you have to sign off for now or you should, uh, I think, mm -hmm. is is where you should have your employees when they just start um, their employment with you. Um, and this is some of those things that you've that you've put in place with with clients is is a formal sign up. A uh, document that says I have read and I will abide by the policy. That's kind of a terms of employment, right? And that's not really for. Uh, yes, it's for them to read the policies. You hope, mm -hmm. but from an executive perspective, from a director of con uh, of security's perspective, this is kind of your. I don't want to say get out of jail, but it kind of is to say, look, we've done our due diligence to try to train our people. Does that hold water? Does that so, help? Well, you certainly really get into it. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it does. There's a legality aspect to it. You know, in the end, you've, you've had the B word again happen to you. You've been breached. You had data exfiltrated, uh, pulled out of the organization, put someplace. You've had things occur, but the reality of it is it's up to you to, you know, to constrain the organization in whatever way you can, given the parameters of your position. Uh, raise risks, get people to understand where and what is failing in the organization and really go go forth from there. That falls on the people who run security for that company, the people who run the aspects of, of keeping that corporation secure. 
but there's a legal aspect of you were told not to do it. You were told it wasn't allowed, how you should do it, where you should. And that helps you in a, you know, then you go back and say, hey, here is an organ, here is this person who was informed, signed off, and left it from there. And we're able to say, okay, they did. Now let's face it. How many people watch your your corporate learning management system and say, yep, I watched the entire video and then I answered the quiz. How many people just go right to the end and try to answer the quiz and just see yeah, you know, the, the the three the three thing quiz and just to get the sign? There's a lot of people like that. And I'll yeah. state, I may have been guilty, not on the security side, but 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 on other other uh, genres that I, I may have fast forwarded some videos. And it's learning management is is really about presenting something that the, that the employee has been trained in some way or fashion that they can take with them. But the reality of it, the reality of it is the employee must ingest some sort of knowledge to come to the ability to understand that they are responsible in some way for the maintenance of what they have control over. And this is where we at. Their ignorance, it comes back to them not really understanding how they're not really understanding that the fact that they they are responsible and and there's a there's dual fault the wrong fault for not taking seriously the training and then the fault of the organization for not impressing upon them over and over again how important this is and then finally their actions in the end which failed them so and, and we're, we're painting a scenario this is a straw man we're not we're building them up sure. we're knocking them down so reality is let's not let's not go for that but your ignorance you you you're ignorant because you didn't learn you didn't learn because you didn't try you didn't try because you didn't have time that's where the excuses are going to come into play it but what happens when you know you just mentioned uh somebody does it unintentionally somebody does it from the point of view of hey i'm just i'm i didn't you know my kid unbuckled their seatbelt in the back seat i didn't know you know that, you know, we got buzzers now up on the dash. You know, my my car is it has this ringing noise. Is you know, you, you, it it does it for like twenty minutes. So you, you know, I've tested it. So the reality is, it's annoying. It's really hard to not to yep. miss it unless they go and under under the seat to the seatbelt or under their under their butt. I think we need to get more serious about getting people to understand how serious their commitment is. No, good point. And I think, you know, one of one of my biggest pet peeves is um, training, right? It, it, you know, teaching, teaching our heads what to do. We got to feed it, right? We have to train it. We have to exercise it. Um, it, it it's, it's almost the first thing that gets cut off of a budget is training. And yet that is the most crucial thing because, you know, our first excuse that I had in my list was I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Well, you would know if you were trained. You would know if you, you know, um, reinforced it. There wouldn't be an excuse of I didn't know. And 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 as a result, I do I don't know or I didn't know doesn't really cut it with auditors. I no, mean, I mean, no, not a, not at all. And and that's one of those things that I think we we often figure. Oh, it's good enough. It'll work. It it doesn't, right? And so, here's a here's another one. 
I, and I love this one. Well, this is this is the you know this is the Olympic swim lane, right? It wasn't my job or responsibility. Oh. Um, I'm going to say security is everybody's responsibility in your organization, from the person on the the person on the <laughs> dock, the plant, the executives, the the uh, administrative staff, whatever, um, the security guard, right? Oh, yeah. That's that's their responsibility. Um, there's no reason to have a password taped on the bottom of your keyboard or an easy to guess password. Um, well, it's not my responsibility to, you know, to to call up our security hotline to say, hey, look, somebody left a password taped on the bottom of the keyboard. You're not being a bad steward of your environment. You're trying to reinforce a security mindset and culture. And the only way to change that is to be a part of it an effective change and catalyst for a secured environment. And you're dead on. We have we have uh, you pick, we have password managers out there ad nauseum. Yeah. They will not only save your password, but generate a password in many right. different flavors and complexities. We have MFA, which takes it takes its function of you know something you have, something you know, something you are. Right. If, when you start looking at those things, you know, how many people have a a phone with right. Microsoft yep. Authenticator on it? Microsoft Absolutely. Authenticator not only does it sends a push notification, then asks you what the number is, and then follows up from that, makes you do a face recognition or, or a code to determine if it's really you. There's multiple yeah. different portions of authentication occurring there. That's much better than just not it's much better than nothing. <laughs> Obviously, but it's also much better than, uh, say, the the SMS where somebody says it's to somebody's phone number and you get a code. But these are steps in the right direction. The reality and is, out, and shout out, to, we need to get there. Yeah, shout out to yeah. to Microsoft and Google if you if you don't like the Microsoft flavor and Authenticator, right? They are both putting out those authenticators for free. There, there is zero charge for those. So to say that I can't afford it or I can't, I, I don't understand it. They, they have both made tremendous efforts to make it accessible uh, for um, for just a casual user all the way up to a corporate user, and are and and they've and they've left it at no charge because it's the right thing to do. So my my hats off to two, those two organizations yep. alone. There are others as well, uh, but but to say that it wasn't you know it, that I don't need that type of 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 tool or that type of protection is really a false sense of security. Absolutely. How many people right. have been breached by their personal password that they used on their personal email that got compromised? And now suddenly right. we do a look up in LinkedIn and we find out you work here. And then we use right. your personal password that's been breached with your right. corporate emails that you would never associate with because your corporate email can be derived because right. of other relationships that people have had with that company. There's data sets out there. So now suddenly they may have your personal a personal password or an iteration therein. Lots of people iterate, and you know they they you know it doesn't take a it just takes one 
to ex- have exposed. And that exposure leads to, you know, those bad things. Right. right. And that, which leads really a segue to some other questions that, or, or some other answers that I've heard is we didn't have, uh, we, we didn't have the budget to fund the initiative. Uh, it's offered for free, like MFA, um, mm-hmm. or we didn't have time to, um, to review it and update it, which that's not an excuse, or we don't have enough skilled people to do it, or nobody told us, right? Pick, pick that swath of excuses. It takes it off the table when these things are accessible and they're at mm-hmm. no cost, right? Um, it's, still our, it's still our responsibility to look into those things, new technologies, better ways of doing things. Um, and I'm guilty of this too, right? I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to, you know, it's easy to cast the stone elsewhere, but let me, let me lay this at my feet is, you know, how easy it is to get into a lull where you start reusing a password or two. Oh, you start, you, right. You start, you start saying, well, it's not an important website or it's not an important app. I'm just going to give it a very, easy pa- easy easy password so i can remember and i don't have to worry about it oh here's the password app it says do you want to save it yeah the problem with that i see is even though it's an easy password and it's a non-important type of uh website for example they still right. collect private information information for example like and and people go wow that's yeah that's nothing Where'd you go to school or where was your, who's your third grade teacher or where, uh, what was your first car or what was, you know, your mother's maiden name or your dad's, your, you know, where was your dad's first home or what? It's like, if I stitch those answers together and I'm surprised that our security community hasn't gravitated to this, but if we stitch all these questions, these minimalistic questions together for, for resetting a password, I could get a pretty decent profile on you, Angelo. Absolutely. <laughs> I can Absolutely. I can find out where you went to school because I can trace back what what elementary school it was. I bet you you grew up there, so whatever that school district is. I bet you if you had the first car, I could probably track it down to um, you know, um some interesting information that maybe is archived in a DMV or an insurance carrier somewhere. Um if I if I, I, mine I, was definitely a convertible Maserati. So that, that's obviously oh, what I got. Okay. Well, that, you know, that it, it's modest. It's not a Ferrari. It's not too flashy, but that's, <laughs> but that's nice. I mean, you, it, it really comes back to doing our due diligence to make sure that we are not leaving ourselves susceptible and open because then nobody told us, or I don't know, can't play. Right. We're, we're, this podcast, we're telling you now, <laughs> okay. if you haven't known, the ostrich, the ostrich must come out of the sand, right? The neck has to come out of the sand, right? Um, I, I, I've seen this too many times and, and, you know, as, as some of my final excuses is we thought our vendor or supplier or provider was to take care of this, uh, or, Hey, we're not a tech company or in the business that need this. So this is this have- goes back to, to what we just what we just saying. We just lauded Microsoft for something, but there is the counter argument. They have a good product. They have a that that, that delivers decent authentication mechanism. I'm not saying it's the best. I'm not saying it's un, 
unbreakable. I'm not saying anything like that, but I'm saying it's a heck of a lot better than doing nothing, and it's a and it's a lot better than just doing some of the little things. You can get you can get to a good state. What I really wish they would do is push the push the profiles of these people grabbing Microsoft Office 365 um, uh, products and make them get more secure over time. They're slow rolling it, and they're slow rolling it because they know the populace is uneducated. And right. I can't say they're, de- you know, they have the same issue that a corporate, um, a corporate CISO or director of security or whomever would have with dealing with an entry-level person who maybe just graduated from college or maybe didn't graduate from college and they don't understand the ramifications of what they do and what, they, you know, and so they they have to educate those people to get them to that point. But right there, you t- you said it, you know, the defaults, the 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 basic settings that people just think that and and I'm by the way I'm I'm extrapolating from the we think that they they're protecting us just because you have a a some type of EDR product on your machine just because you have some type of you know cloud based infrastructure does not mean that the protections are enabled that mm-hmm. there are settings that to keep it uh, keep it uh, private. You know, there's been many people who have what are called open S3 buckets sitting on Amazon. You know, AWS, uh, mm-hmm. Amazon Web. You can. There are search engines for for S3 buckets. S3 buckets uh, for everybody is basically a folder that sits in the cloud that other websites reference. Hey, well, give me this graphic. Do this. Typically, that relationship is private and behind the scenes. But in a lot of in a lot of cases, those S3 buckets, those folders, those cloud folders, are just sitting out there, ready to be searched and looked at, with whatever has been put into them. And right. that could be, and that could be your data, it could be my data, it could be your corporate data. You don't know because it's now sitting in a bucket. Scary. Yeah. So. Well, and I think I, I think um, let let's let's look at and i'm not and certainly not picking on vendors or whatever but i have seen as i'm sure you have <laughs> where vendors have some type of default password or some oh. type of default login credential yep. that they like to use and you know seven years let, let's pick on a tele a, a telephony system right uh, they they're not swapped out normally on a on a yearly two-year cycle Right. You you keep those in if as long as the telephone's working, we're fine in the office. Right. That thing yep. will that thing will rust and, and corrode and but as long as the, the voicemail's picked up and I can make a call, nobody changes it out. But how about your password in there? Um, how many times have you gone behind a vendor to change out the admin password or credentials or the roles and login uh, requirements? Um after they do some work uh, yeah. or or have that or have that that turned off entirely I, I i've seen it more times than i care to count and and the problem is there's no no ability to measure exposure right post uh, post tense because you yeah. would have to go in and basically you know do a a internet-wide survey to see what was there mm-hmm. and where it sits and so, and, and I'm being worst case scenario. Let's let me just put sure. it this way. Yeah, sure. But the very fact you have a basic uh, default password, 
that's one of the first things people check if I'm trying to infiltrate your organization. I go in, I do a, a search just to make a determination what's what uh, what's showing on the internet or showing visibly uh, externally, and then post sense I go in and do a a search of all the default passwords. Now this is legal pen test, you know, work to, to that you've been authorized to do, mind you. Legal assessment right. work that you've been authorized to do. This is anytime you enter a username and password into a system you do not know, PSA, by the way, is hacking. That is that. And if you're not legally authorized to do so, you are doing that illegally. Right. It's not legal. It's illegal. There right. is a gray, gray area. area. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. Here's so as we're as we're coming to a close, I have my final one, <clears throat> and I've heard, and I have experienced this one personally. Well, I've been I've been told this by an executive, and I'm going to somewhat quote this: "Who would want to do this <laughs> to 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 us? Right? We make dreams come true, or um, or another one, another way of saying this: uh, employees wouldn't do this, or we trust our people." So uh, this is I've I've seen this in many different flavors, and and you're just one example of that flavor. Another example is the technology being too new, like you know MFA is too new. But the reality is, <laughs> it was, yeah, you get a good chuckle out of that. Um, the 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 reality is, people don't think they're targets, but they don't realize that. The international crime syndicate or uh, or nation state attacker is not does not really care whom you are. They, they you know you may be targeted because you're in an industry. You may be targeted because you're showing up on Shodan as being publicly you know publicly you know searchable you know right. uh, from a point of view of exposure. They don't care who you are. They're going to try. They're going to try to attack. They're going to try to gain access. They're going to they're going to try to do a certain set of things. Their thing is they want to get a few dollars from you. They want to get a few dollars from everybody. And in that, they're trying to attack and gain money and go from there. That few dollars could be a hundred thousand dollars or it could be five dollars. They don't care. It's it's what you have exposed and what they can get access to and what they can do with that access. Ransomware is a different attack than what we're talking about here. Ransomware is you. Most likely clicking on something and bringing it into your organization. That's different from what we're talking about here. But the reality is the same. People will attack it with whatever methodology they want to use. And, you know, and just to be clear, ransomware could be a, a, a orchestrated attack. But nine times out of ten, they're attacks of opportunity. Right. And they don't care if you, you know, you know, make artificial hearts to you know, candied eggs. Somebody makes candy eggs. I guess, as they say, if, if you're going to be walking down a seedy alley, don't put dollar bills hanging out of your pocket. <laughs> right? I mean, you, you don't want to be, you don't want to be and present yourself as a target of, of this type of, of attack. So do your due diligence, which really comes up to our wrap up and conclusion for today, I think, which is some truths out of this conversation. One, there's no excuse today. Yeah. It doesn't fly. And I think the second part of that is there's enough regulatory bite today 
and requirements that that don't allow you that leeway for the excuse. That's that policeman that says, well, you could have pushed the button and gone into kilometers or in miles per hour and be in my jurisdiction. Um, You know, and you've seen a lot of this compliance piece that that has gotten over the years tighter and tighter where there's no leeway. Yeah, this is this is getting to a point where people are getting the regulators are getting much more critical, much more focused on on you delivering what you need delivered. They don't care if you're big, you're small. They want they want it delivered in the same way. Regulators, no matter what, take for instance, payment card industry. Mm-hmm. They don't really care if you're taking two hundred transactions or two million transactions. Right. They don't care if you're taking twenty bucks or two hundred million dollars. That they care about is it's done right and done consistently. And the the payment card industry has backed their own standard. The same thing can be said, you know, about a lot of them. But the reality is the information's out there for anybody to read. You go on the internet, go to Google, go to Bing if you so inclined, and then basically type in payment card security steps, whatever, whatever it is, you can find out. You can find out speed, top speed in Canada. You know, you can find that out. <laughs> right. Kilometers right. to miles an hour. You can find it on your phone, probably by talking to it. You can find it on, on a computer. Um, you know, it's, it's this day and age, the information's there. The ignorance is brought up, I think, and this is my personal standpoint, ignorance is brought up by the fact that the information is so available, people think they can reference it in any given moment of need. The problem is that's that there's no preparation for the event in question that they when they turn around, it's they can't do anything. So it's right. it is actually kind of a you know a a, a stat, uh, sad state of affairs in, in question here. So anyway. indeed. Now, and, and I think it, it ultimately it becomes a ticking time bomb for your organization with respect to risk, right? I mean, you don't don't go down the path of this. This is the the ignorance card is no longer available. Um, nope. There is no get out of jail free card. It's it's been minimized and it's being removed from every iteration of regulation. Um, there's, there is, it's an iterative process to get security in place and educated and used appropriately. I think it has to be accessible, right? Mm -hmm. What's, what's your favorite saying about complexity, right? Complexity is the enemy of security, right? If you can't understand it, you're probably not secure, right? You, how do I apply it? If I don't understand what I'm doing. Right. It, exactly. it makes no sense to me. But that's such a mm-hmm. common that's such a common uh, sense uh, saying. But well, no, it's com- so bad. Right well, not, not copyright, oh. but that's not my I didn't make that up. I'm not that smart. There's yeah. other smart people out there who made that up. Well, I think I, you're smart. I, well, I'm just I listen to them and I'm repeating what they said. So, OK, well, I'll I'll, I'll say that you're a champion for that phrase. Then how's that? And, I like we'll, and we'll we'll skirt any copyright thing, but <laughs> I guess as a, as a parting a parting message for our podcasters is or our our pod uh, listeners and, and viewers is this, right? If you don't know how to start, if you don't know where it is, or if you lost the forest from the trees as far uh, as far as your security, 
both Angela, uh, Angelo and I are, are with Goliath Cybersecurity for a reason, right? The Goliath Executive Services, this is where Angelo and his team uh, are experts in. They can help you immediately. Talk to us. It's free call, free help to be able to get you understanding where you are and and through engaging with the services, being able to to draw on this expertise. It doesn't become complex, it becomes usable and accessible and far reaching in your organization so that everybody can apply security appropriately. And at the end of the day, that's what auditors want to see. And that's what's going to make hackers run away because they can't find a way in. And that's what you and basically you're deflecting the bad people. They're deflecting the bad things. You're defle- yep. you, you need to do the due diligence. You need to stand. Somebody needs to stand guard and say, hey, this is, right. there's no entrance this way. So hopefully we've brought and imparted some wisdom uh, to our listeners. I think we had, and and I think uh, we didn't make things blow up. So Gabriella, you are missed. We know we 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 are uh, we are doing our earnest, and hope uh, that you come back to us. Um, but as as our last parting thought, remember this: that the best security device resides between our ears. Have a great day. Stay safe. Until next time. See ya.